Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Theft Mart. I'm your host, Marshall. I'm here with my co-host, Berg. Hello. How's it going, Berg? Oh, hey, not too bad. Not too bad. How are you doing today, Marshall? Oh, doing pretty good. We have a pretty awesome episode. We'll have an interview with Scott Schwartz later. Scott Schwartz. Scott Schwartz. Scott Schwartz. Say that (laughs) ten times fast drunk. I can't even say it one time sober. No, Scott Schwartz. From uh, such films as... uh, the toy, the toy, um, the Christmas story. He was flick on the Christmas story. Kid Co. Uh, yeah, and then just go shot for shot for <laughs> Scott nope, Schwartz I'm, movies. <laughs> I'm out. I only remembered certain down. other ones. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're looking forward to that interview. Um, should be very interesting. Before we do that, though, we need to get to fan mail. Ooh, are these people that actually listen to us? This is, I know, I was surprised too. I was like, what the hell? Somebody's listening to this crap? Did we uh, pay them in <laughs> money or blowjobs? Not yet. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> That's phase two of our get rich slow That's scheme. Right. <laughs> so this comes from uh, a listener who I will call Landon. I don't, that's his Why first Landon? Name. I don't know. That's his first name. Well, don't use There's his first name. special to it. The, I can't use his last name. Well, you should that's have a pe- common enough name. I no, feel it's like. not. You don't think, like, what, are people going to track him down now and be like, I heard what you said on that <laughs> shitty podcast, you asshole. <laughs> you should have found, so you should have just made something up. Like, you know, I don't know. Like oven mitt or like, something. Like rainbows. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Unicorn rainbow Starfire. Uh, okay, okay, go so ahead and read. Anywho, from Landon. Landon writes, Hey there, Theft Mart. Oh, crap, my phone oh, just You could have just called him Lando, okay, by here. the way. Lando, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Let's do that. Let's start. Okay. Like, let's restart. <laughs> Lando writes, <laughs> Hey there, Theft Mart. Weekly listener here and a big fan of this podcast. Cool. <laughs> Whoa, we got one, people. We got one. My question for you guys today is this. What is a bolo? Easy question, I'm sure. Also, I love the idea you guys had of an audio adventure of a theft stop. Would love to hear the shit go down. Keep up the stories, fellas. You guys have a good podcast. (laughs) Thanks, fella. And then he says, (laughs) and then the most important part here, this is absolutely ludicrous. P.S. I wipe my ass sitting down and blown away (laughs) that people do anything other than that. Well, Lando, Wait, Lando's you're a one, savage animal. No, yes, Lando's, yeah, no, Lando's a civilized person, and he's one of us. I, I bet he's a, he's a sock shoe, sock shoe type of guy, you know? <laughs> hey, listen, just because you're a fucking weirdo that stands up to wipe his ass doesn't mean that other people are weird, too. Um, Keep my toilet seat clean. Anyways, yeah, Land, clean? Lando, I'm standing, so I'm <laughs> Do we want to get into this now? <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. We need to go. We need to move the we need to move the recording to your bathroom so that's, we can see. That's right. Yeah. Um, what did he ask? It what a bolo is? So, yeah. So he said, "What's a bolo?" So a bolo oh, yeah. in in the world of theft and retail asset protection is be on lookout. So we've talked about um, when uh, E Money had stopped the Haitians that were uh, selling or stealing merchandise for heroin and stuff. They had sent a bolo out a be from another store just saying hey be on the lookout for this vehicle or 
you know, a person that matches this description. I'm so glad you answered that because I was yeah. thinking of a bolo tie. Which are freaking sweet. Yeah. And then also good for choking, too, <laughs> in sexual relations between or two if consenting you're an assassin, adults. An international right. assassin. Or if you're into that autoerotic asphyxiation. But please, if you're going to partake in autoerotic asphyxiation, please be safe. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. Do, 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 do. So I think the, isn't the, we've talked about bolo ties before. Have we? I thought we did when we were talking about uh, people who hunt Bigfoot. <laughs> but they totally wear bolo ties. And I then, think we might have. And then we talked about the official Theft Mart outfit. His <laughs> bib overalls with the bolo tie. The bolo tie. <laughs> with the turquoise stone in it. Yes. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Lando, thanks for the uh, the the kind words. I can't tell if uh, it's Marshall's fourth grade reading or uh, your simple sentence structure that uh, really makes it special. I but think it's my reading. He, yeah, he seems a, very sincere. Yeah, in his email. I appreciate I wish, that. I wish E Money was here. We could share this with him and stuff. Yeah. But we, unfortunately, he couldn't make it this evening, but we will hopefully get some more emails. And uh, Lando, uh, I'll reach out to you through email here, and we'll try to get a mailing address, and I'll send you some free uh, Theft Mart swag yeah. for writing into the show. Also, he said he liked the idea of the audio adventure, so a little yeah. little context to that. We've talked about strapping a recorder, a digital recorder, to um, one of our, our co-hosts that currently still works in asset protection and recording a stop and kind of breaking the stop down. I like that idea a lot. Yeah. So. And I think that we've, we've talked about that. So, uh, so Lando and, and if there are any other listeners, be on the lookout. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> bolo for this bolo tie. Bolo. <laughs> you see what I did there? You like that? Yeah. Oh, throwback. Yeah. I, I, I have my moments, <laughs> you know. So today we have an interview with Scott Schwartz. Yeah, I'm super pumped by this. Um, Excited. So I'm not going to age myself, but um, you know, I, I watched um, the toy as a as a young person, a so, young lad, a young lad, and the Christmas story. Mostly, uh, I watched the Christmas story because I had a huge crush on the mom. <laughs> but who didn't? I'm trying to remember the mom. Oh, let and, me show uh, you, my friend. I was going to say, you'll have to bring that up. I remember she had blonde hair. Is yeah. that right? Oh, yeah. Wasn't she kind of frumpy? Though? Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> listen, just everything about her just... Listen, so, this is my... I feel like you expressing that is not so much like a like a, like a milf fetish as much as just like a bizarre thing into your psyche listen, of like the, this what is you not find weird, attractive. Okay? This is not a weird thing. She's very pretty. And, um, you know, now, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I don't know, there's, she was in the third kind. I mean, basically she was in every single iconic film of my, you know, relative childhood. So how could I not, um, you know, want a banger or at least rub a few out, you know, to, you'll to shoot your eye. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see, shot see many eyes there. out. See what I did there. Boy, you know, we, <laughs> we're so funny. We we're, should probably start a podcast. <laughs> We are nailing this podcast. <laughs> yes. But yeah, look at her back in the day. She was on Harry and the Hendersons, man. Even, dude, even, I don't, no. <laughs> like she brought up a picture and it looks like somebody's grandma, the picture that you brought up. No, like, this is her as, Berg, hold on. Berg has his cell phone look, and he's bringing look, up hold on. I'm gonna, like. I'm going to show you, look, ready? Look, it looks on. like somebody's grandma's LinkedIn profile. Yeah, look at, I mean, she had that the soft that's, face, like. But that's not like a. <laughs> The picture. So he's got the picture of her in a Christmas story, 
and she's it's she's not a sexual no, being or no. like and the role's not sexual not at all <laughs> this says more about you no fuck her. off yeah. fuck off listen listen everybody wants to uh, yeah no fuck you <laughs> Well, anyways, it's about time uh, for our interview with Scott Schwartz. Let's do this. So really looking forward to this. Hopefully our listeners enjoy it. Please uh, like, comment, subscribe, whatever you can do to let us know. Email us at theftmart at gmail.com. And without further ado, here is Scott. So our guest today is Scott Schwartz. You may know him from such films as The Toy, A Christmas Story, and Kidco. Uh, but you also might know him as the president of a minor consideration and heavily into trading cards and sports memorabilia and movie memorabilia. Is that right, Scott? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. Although I'm not, I'm no longer the president of a minor consideration. You can only do that for two years. That's okay. what the law said. Okay. Oh, so former. Did you, did you enjoy your time with minor consideration? Do you, what do you think of the work? Oh, listen, it's, uh, it's a good thing, you know, uh, on one side, and it's not a good thing on the other. For the kids, their parents, to become educated on what's allowed, what's not allowed, what's cool, what's not cool, that kind of stuff, it's good. You know, you can kind of educate kids and, and young adults on, uh, you know, what the future can hold and, you know, the education they should get and all that kind of stuff. On the other hand, you've got the studios and the other people who don't want parents and kids to be smart. They want them to be stupid so they can take advantage of them. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, you you know, a lot of your films um, um, were when you were younger. I mean, is your participation in this group based upon your experiences as a child actor? Well, sure. Of yeah. course. I mean, you know, you're, you're in the group as one of the family because it's the things you did and the ages you worked and so forth. Um. And it wasn't something that I was trying to be, you know, that, that wasn't, uh, something that I, you know, said, Oh, I've got to do this. No, they said, Paul Peterson, who, who runs the minor consideration, he started it back in his late eighties. Uh, he came to me and he said, look, you know, there's nobody I can think of who has a mouth like yours. You <laughs> let it fly. Nice, and I nice. said, yeah. And he's like, well, that's what we want. We need to have a mouthpiece. I said, okay. So, um, and, and feel free to share as much of this as you want, but uh, was it like the Wild Wild West back then? I mean, is was it pretty crazy being a child actor in the early 80s? Oh, sure. There was no PC, not PC, what's allowed, what's not allowed. I mean, I was fortunate enough that, you know, the first film I do coming out of the shoot is The Toy. And I've got Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason. And they had no filters. You know, <laughs> right. They had nothing. I mean, you know, Richard's telling me about every hot chick on the set. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm, and I'm pre-puberty at 13, 14 years old. And I didn't know half the stuff of what the hell he was saying. But I was just going, oh, that sounds good. Okay, you got it. That's cool, you know. Um, and uh, Jackie Gleason, you know, uh, people would come over and talk to him. And he was not really a people schmoozing type person. Huh. <laughs> and he, fig he figured it out a couple of weeks in. Uh, he would sit me on his lap. He would sit in his director's chair. He would sit me on his, on his knee. And he'd be like, how are you doing today? Good. Okay. And he'd start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting on his, on his knee, and he's just smoking away. And he talks to me, smoking away. And it wasn't that he wanted 
the kid on his knee. That wasn't what it was. I was used as a human buffer. I was a human shield. <laughs> because if people saw him talking to me, they wouldn't bother him. Huh. <laughs> Genius. That That's a hell of an education there, Scott. Was uh, Richard Pryor, was he different offset? You know, was he just as oh, large in life? He was, if, if the motor wasn't running, and he was just chilling. He was studious, read books, underline, highlight things, uh, very calm, very cool, you know. Um, but once you got the motor going, then it was all over. Then it was just, <laughs> it, you know. You know, my in my case, my parents or my dad uh, was never worried about language. That was not something my father ever cared about. You know, they're going to say the F word or whatever, and it is what it is. That's how adults talk. Um, so the fact that Richard's just saying whatever, I was getting the best education of my life. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was there a lot of crazy shit that went down on the sets? I mean, did you see a lot of... Crazy things, or was it pretty mild mannered? It's a comedy. There's nothing really crazy that's going to happen. I mean, the craziest thing, realistically, was the scene in the house where the uh, fancy bass are in Teresa Gansell. She's, she's giving the whole speech about how they met and talking about being in a in a in a dance joint, a strip club. And she's talking about her propellers on her boots, you know. <laughs> and to my left is Gleason, right straight ahead of me is Richard, and Fancy Teresa is on my right. And at one point, one of her boots popped out of the dress. <laughs> oh. And I and I didn't see it. And Gleason goes, um, honey, honey, uh, your left is more than your right. <laughs> she's like, what? He's like, your left is more than your right. And she's looking at me, he goes, look down, your left is more than your right. So I looked <laughs> over and I got a great shot. And she, she, oh, excuse me, and she tucked it in, well, this landed the next five hours of nothing but laughing. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we're doing different takes, the whole thing and whatever. But by the time they got to the to me at the end of the scene where I go, you know, fancy, what did your boobs look like before? I couldn't hold a straight face if you seen me, and they were paying me. I'm cracking up every take, and 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 Richard Dahl, the director, was like, "Look, you can't laugh. You're also funny." You know, we do it again, and Richard starts and Richard starts making me laugh, and I couldn't stop. And even in the case that they used in the movie, you know, I'm looking to my right, and I smiled and answered, "What you look like?" And at the end, I'm like, "Ah, oh, jeez, man!" And Richard spits out the water and whatever. So that's like the craziest thing other than, you know, Richard loved women. There was no question. I, Every night there was somebody else. It was insane. <laughs> a lot of a lot of women on set or in the uh the talent trailers possibly. <laughs> oh, it was the trailer, it was the, the hotel, it was whatever. And, yes. You know, and I'm talking the the the, the uh production assistants. I mean, it was everybody. It was whatever. <laughs> Richard just plowing through them all. Well, yeah, what a legend. Yeah. I know. Scott, was that... Oh, the, he was a piece. Was nobody that, liked him. Sorry, go ahead. No, nobody liked him. Nobody did say. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, was was that the first booby that you saw? Um, Probably. That's a that's, that's a, a heck of a story, yeah. Hell yeah, that's the first... <laughs> that's, that's a good one. 
listen, I was pre-puberty, man. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, did I ever grab one before? Probably, but you know, it's, it's, it's all you know, working around, whatever. But you know, that's uh. That was one hell of a shoot, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. And I mean, to start off with that, that's, that, uh, I mean, everything else has to be downhill <laughs> yeah. from there, right? Uh, you know, the, the three films that I did, I was all pre-puberty. So I was pretty harmless, you know, at the time. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it, it, Kid Color is the second movie I did. And after having four months of Richard, I was just like, where are they? that's awesome so you've had quite the life in hollywood and quite the presence um with all these different projects what's been your favorite to work on and it not necessarily a movie role or you know anything in film um you know even with your experience with minor consideration um i know oh no i mean listen there there is no experience like spending four months with Friday at least there's no way oh I mean, yeah it, you know that was that was the education unto itself now if you said to me give me like one moment in time just give me something that you could say would be like the all-time highlight it was years after the film I come out to California I'm working at the comedy store as a doorman and you know everybody came in you know, we're talking, you know, it was 89, 90, 91, you know, just, you know, 20, 21, whatever. And one particular night, I knew Richard was coming in. I was working in the main room, which is the big stage. Okay, fine. And you see it, uh, like Jim Carrey and Man on the Moon, where he's at the comedy store. He's on the main room stage. Oh, wow. And and I knew Richard was coming in, and uh, I was working the door, and one of the guys said, hey, Richard's in the back. So I figured I'd just go say hi, you know. And we had some friends, and hung out and all that stuff. And I go in the back and in the little green room they had behind the stage was Richard, his wife, Jennifer, Dan Tennyson, and Robin Williams. Oh, wow. shit. So it's I'm a, hanging out with them the for lineup. a few minutes and, and it was time for Richard to go on. So I'm the doorman. I mean, you know, not really, I don't hold the door, but that's what I do. So, you know, I sat people at the shelf. Needless to say, I'm holding the door and Jennifer walks out. Now, if you walk straight ahead and you make a left at the end, that's to go out to the showroom. But if you make a quick left and you go through the curtain, you're at the, the back of the stage. So Jennifer walks out, his wife walks out, goes all the way down. Sam walks out, goes to the left. Robin walks out, goes to the left. Richard looks at me and says, well, where are you going? I said, I'm on the clock. I'm working. He's nah, not right now. So he grabs me and he pulls me into the, the back of the, uh, of the curtain. And he and I sat down on the back of the stage, two little steps, and we sat down on the back. And you've got a packed house on a Saturday night, and Robin Williams, Sam Kinison went at it for 20 minutes. Wow. And, and, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm sitting there with Rich. And Sam gets done. After 20-something minutes, he turns around and hands Richard the microphone. And Sam sat next to me, and you've got, now you've got the master. You've got Robin Williams and Richard Fryer, and they are just going at it. I mean, <laughs> they are more, people were crying, they're laughing, they're you know, you could tell, you know, people were just beyond unbelievable. Heat. Okay. Another 25 minutes goes by the two of them. And Robin Williams turned around and he hands me the mic. And I looked at him and I said, and what the hell do you want me to do? <laughs> and he goes, that's your boy. Go get him. Go get him. I'm like, okay. 
tonight he's got Sam and Robin sitting behind me and Richard. I walk up, and Richard was laughing, joking with somebody, whatever, and he turns, and there I am. And he goes, and he just lets loose. <laughs> he starts, I mean, he just goes after me like I was a frog. I mean, I <laughs> oh, was, fuck. here we go. And, it, you know, oh, you guys remember the story? Yeah, this is the little white MS, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and he just goes off. Well, you got to remember, now I'm older, and I definitely have a mouth, and I know what to do with it. Well, <laughs> I let it and I started off with every chick he banged and every other thing that you could imagine. <laughs> oh, that's and awesome. He's, he's laughing. Robin's laughing. The audience is going bananas because this is not what they expected, you know. Oh, And yeah. uh, we, we did about 20 or 25 minutes, half an hour, whatever it was. And Richard and I had a blast. And we get off the stage, and the only thing I could think in the back of my head was, there's a guy in the spotlight up on the second floor. Please tell me he has a DHS tape. Something. I need I need 10 seconds. I need one frame of this. <laughs> you know? And uh, he didn't have any blank tape. He had nothing up there. And I never got up back then. There's no cell phone cameras and oh, nothing. Oh, bummer. You know, but the... Uh, the guy actually that was up in the, the spot, his name was Jay, was back in New Jersey. Uh, he and I reconnected on Facebook and he sent me a friend's request. He's like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but this is Jay from the comedy store. I was there the night with you and Richard and Sam. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, that's like one of those highlights of all time in anybody's life. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, I mean, how memorable is that? I, I just, I can't yeah. even imagine just those three alone just to see that comedy show let alone be a part of it i yeah you know you got you gotta do a short film or, or do a film <laughs> yeah, on like, just that night just that, yeah you know honestly when robin handed me the mic i felt out of place it's <laughs> like what's it i mean i had done a little bit of stand-up but it's like not on that level right you know oh yeah but but once you you stand there and i'm looking at richard and he just let it go you got to make this. What am I going to do? Am I just going to stand here and clam up? Or am I just going to just go, this is my friend. This is my, my older brother. This is my muse. I can say anything. I can just let it go and see if I can make him pee a pain. Let me see if I can do it. Right. Scott, I'm going to be honest with you. I probably would have shit myself out of just fear. I feel like that, that would just be my only response. You know, like, what else? Was, You're a better man than I. I was on cloud, I was on cloud nine for months. It was just like, oh my god! And I mean, the you get the response from the audience, which is great. Okay, no doubt. But it's when it's all done, and you, you go in the back, and Robin grabbed me and kissed me on the cheek, and he's like, "You were phenomenal, man!" <laughs> That's that awesome. And Sam and Sam just lets loose with his stuff, and Richard looked at me and he goes, "That's my voice, man!" <laughs> wow. What Did you? Say? Did you get to work with uh, Robin Williams at all after that or have any other interactions with him? I saw him at the store. I mean, I saw him a few times, you know, in town and stuff like that, you know, and I mean, he was just always an absolute sweetheart. Now, I had met him years before this. I had met him back in 85 in New York when Anthony Michael Hall was on Saturday Night Live for about one season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike and I were going to school together. We were going to high school together. Oh wow! Oh wow! And uh, 
you know, I, I, I went to a school at a, a, called Professional Children's School in Manhattan. It was for kids and children. And my classmates were, you know, it was the who's who. We had an incredible staff and crew of crew. Incredible, incredible group of people. Christian Slater, Martha Plimpton, uh, Jen, Jennifer Blancine, wow. Anthony wow. Michael Hall, and Owen Mitchell Smith from uh, Weird Science. And, uh, oh, God. Uh, Hunter Reno, Janet Reno, Keith was there, and um, Chris, I said it's different later, uh, um, um, not from Jamal Water from the Cosby Show, and, and uh, Tempest Lightsoe, and I mean, it was a who's who. Oh, yeah. And uh, I had it, and it was raining, and uh, I had taken Mike, my dad had taken Mike over in our car to the, you know, to uh, NBC, and he said to me, he's like, hey, come this week's show, you don't ever come to a show, I find I'll come to the show on a Saturday. <laughs> and I went in the city. I took the train in. Okay, fine. And I'm in the green room, and Robin Williams walks in. Hey, me and Robin Williams. There's nobody else there. It's not like I got a crowd of people around. Somebody wants to fuck. No, it's me and him. <laughs> and I said, hey, how, how are you, Robin? You know, my name is Scott Schwartz. I go to school with him. Oh, that's nice. You know, whatever. I said, you know, I don't know if you saw, but I did, you know, we have mutual friend, Richard Fires. I did the toy with him. Oh, God, you're hysterical. Oh, this, that. You know. And Robin became Robin, you know? Right. So to this day, I still have my ticket from the show that Robin signed the back of it for me. Oh, that's awesome! Man, that is cool. So, Scott, yeah. did you did you? I mean, how did you fall into child acting? Was it something you wanted to do? Was it was it you know? I mean, I'm I'm presuming it's something you wanted to do, but did you think that you would do it so seriously? It was, it was not something that I ever fathomed. Uh, my dad was a movie buff. We went to Manhattan. We lived in New Jersey. We went, we went to Manhattan every Saturday to watch old movies. Okay. And, you know, you do what your dad does. Some dads go fishing, some go skiing, some go upset, whatever. My dad was a movie guy. And we were at this film club for a couple of years. I was the only kid there. There wasn't anybody under 25. And I started going. I wasn't six yet because I loved the old movies. And uh, one of the guys that was at the club was producing a commercial. And I was there a couple of years. And he said, hey. I'm doing this thing. I think you'd be great. You know, it's three days in Miami Beach. You who chocolate drink. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that one. Okay. You know, okay, you know. I went to talk to dad and whatever, and he came back over, and the next thing you know, it's just uh, you who chocolate drink. It was Yogi Berra. Well, I'm a baseball oh, wow. guy. I'm a Yankee fan. You right. know, Thurman Munson was my guy, and I'm like, Yogi Berra. Sure, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> went down there, went down there, did it, had fun on the plane back, he was with us, and he's like, hey, you're great. The camera loves you. I think you'd be really good at this. Let me set you up on the corner of the casting agent. At least try. See what happens, you know? Yes, I think you're great. Okay. Went in, saw the casting director. She sent us to two different agents. She kind of gave me the, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever. And saw two agents. They both wanted to sign me. Ended up signing with one of them. And it was just commercials and then it was you know a hundred commercials and voiceovers and off-broadway and broadway and then the movie so just um out of curiosity is there any commercial that you you you've recently seen or, or you've looked back and go oh my god what was i what was i thinking or or that was oh boy that was just for a paycheck i mean was there anything that you just makes you cringe or even need not even commercials just anything um back then no i mean listen i mean i was fortunate that I got as many jobs as I did. I was, you know, I they say I was a cute kid. Nobody made a pass at me. Nobody tried to drug me. Nobody grabbed my ass. Nobody, nothing, whatever. 
So they tell me I was a cute kid. Okay, fine. <laughs> so, I mean, there were more great things that happened. I really didn't have any bad things, you know. Good. Uh, I mean, uh, I worked for one uh, ad agency for a while, one casting guy that just loved me, kept hiring me, and it was great. And he knew what I liked because we, we talked so much. And so I did an HBO commercial and got to meet Sugar Ray Lynn, you know. Wow. And then I did a chapstick uh, sunblock 15 commercial with Julius Dr. J. Irving. Holy shit. <laughs> That's you awesome. Know? And I'm, I'm, I'm still friendly with Doc when I see him. It's a hug and a kiss and how you doing and what's going on. And the guy is class personified, no question. I mean, all, and then all of Sugar Ray Leonard's fights when he came back against Kevin Howard. And then it was, you know, the uh, the big Hagler fight and the Donnie Lalonde fight. And I think there was a Tommy Hearns in the middle of all that. I went to all the fights and was sitting with his wife, ex-wife now, and, and, and Ray Jr. Um, you know, great side. I mean, that's what it was. I was friends with him, you know. Uh, oh, God. I mean, just there's a, there's a, a um, Cheetos commercial that I did. Uh and we sang, and we had to lay down a track, and they were on a school bus and whatever. <laughs> but one of the other kids in the commercial, his name is J.D. Roth. And he ended up becoming the host of a kid show um, on, oh, God, Funhouse for a couple of years. Oh, yeah. And then okay. he went in. Yeah, well, uh, they didn't want to pay him the third season what he wanted, and he ended up getting the foreign distribution rights to this. American kid show and he sold it to like 35 countries, became a multimillionaire. Wow. And he started a company called Three Ball Productions. And then he ended up being the executive producer of a show called World's Greatest Loser. Huh. That's amazing. You know, and, Damn. and he did, he did a lot of, a lot of shows. And actually, uh, I guess about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, he said, okay, I'm done, sold out, got whatever. 40, 50 million, whatever it was. He retired. He's done. He's all good. He's got a wife. He's good. He's great, you know. Wow. I mean, a lot of fun experiences, you know, <laughs> right. that I had. So I, I kind of want to take it back real quick to how you're talking about, you know, you and your father would go see movies. Do you have a favorite movie or a movie that's within your top five that maybe has a special meaning to you or anything or something that really sticks out to you in cinema? Oh, I mean, the, the top ones that I love, I mean, I have a, a a weird sense of movies, I guess, to some degree. I mean, there's some basic stuff. I mean, look, I love the Yankee Doodle Dandy with James Cagney. I love the Ten Commandments. I love, you know, Casablanca. And I love the Jolson oh, yeah. story, which is the Al Jolson movies. Um, but I love the serial. There were 12 chapter serials. And people, every week, you had to go to the theater and you got to see one chapter. And huh. the bad guy would always get in the situation or the car would go off the cliff. We didn't know what happened. <laughs> it was cliffhangers. And uh, my favorite was The Adventures of Captain Marvel with Tim Tyler and Davy Sharp, who was the front man. He was talking the thing was out in 1944. 1942, 44. Wow. wow. You know, so I mean, way before my time. So my, you know, liking of film was, you know, yeah, top 10, it's like you could go anywhere. But, you got Blazing Saddles, Abbott just fell me Frankenstein, Airplane. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, God. And there's this, this stupid movie that I absolutely, it's called Jekyll and Hyde Together Again. With a guy <laughs> named Mark Blankfield, who was in Fridays with Michael Richards and oh, okay. uh, David, uh, 
Seinfeld. David, um, Larry David, before he was Seinfeld. You know? Oh, okay. Larry so, I mean, David, yeah. Exactly yeah. So, I mean, and then there's, you know, just stuff that I, you know, I love Invincible with, with you know, Mark Wahlberg. And I actually got to meet Vince Papali, and it was really cool. You know? Oh, wow. Um, so, so, I mean, I just, I got a bunch of stuff that I love for stuff. It's like, okay, you know, yeah, I do like I was gonna say your 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 movie taste. I mean, just it feels like it spans everything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I love Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees, Lou Gehrig's story, one of my favorite films of all time. And the woman that played Mrs. Lou Gehrig, her name is Teresa Wright. Her last film that she ever did is Somewhere in Time with Jane Seymour and Christopher Reeve, and that's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, oh, yeah. I do remember that. Um, so Scott, do you have any plans of writing an autobiography? Because, uh, your, your, your stories, I mean, they're the people that you were able to connect with at a time and entertainment. I mean, that's, it's amazing. You don't even know that actually, yes, I am writing a book and I'm, I'm, it looks like it's going to be out in September. So that, that is definitely, it's already written and now we're doing photo approvals now and all that kind of stuff. Very cool. Okay. You know. But I mean, there's there's a lot of other things that I did, you know. Uh, as a kid, I went in an audition for a show called a movie called The Money Pit. Tom Hanks, Shelley. Yeah. Ball, oh yeah. To play to play their kid. Well, when I went into the audition, I walked in the door and across the uh, room was a rather small guy. You may have heard of him. You may have not. When I say small, I'm being short. Uh, his name was Big John Studd. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if you, if you don't know WWF wrestling, you wouldn't know who he is. Yeah. Right. He, oh, yeah. He was the, he used to fight Andre the Giant all the time because they were both over seven feet tall. Right. Yeah. That's, that's where I, I remember him from. And, yeah. Ended up meeting him, talking with him. He loved the story. He was a fan. Next thing you know, I'm going to WWF events and I'm meeting Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. You know, uh, Roddy Piper, oh, wow. you know, in the Nightheart, Bret Hart, Lanny Popo, I mean, all the gang. And then the next thing you know is, hey, you want to pick me up from the airport? Hey, why don't you come to the arena help out with the race? Yeah, I, so I did that for 15 months while I was still in high school, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I've, I've had a pretty, pretty whirlwind, you know, life, and it's, it's been a whole hell of a lot of fun. You know, there's a lot of, stories about people you know they didn't do so well or they went down the wrong road and again i was the beneficiary of richard Flyer. he was my teacher my muse you know i had every one of his phone numbers for all of about a year of his life wow. you know that, that we were wow. friends and if i had a question he would answer it so i knew what drugs and booze and coke and this and i knew everything because richard told me everything Oh, yeah. That's you know, a he said, great he mentor to, to have. Like feeling, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> you like feeling sick and, sick and stupid? Well, no, not really. Okay, then don't do this. <laughs> yeah, okay. don't do this. You know, and then at the same time, you know, everybody has a bite. Right. You know, drugs, booze, you know, I was a ladies fan. That's because of Richard. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily advice as much <laughs> as it's just a really great skill to have. <laughs> I never looked at it as a bad thing. Look, yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, in your time uh, auditioning for these roles, was there ever a role that you look back on that maybe you missed out on, or or you wish you would have had, or or even just a dream role that you you wish you could have got? 
you know, I got the things that I got and that's what I was supposed to get. Uh, again, it, you know, the only thing there was a ABC movie of the week with Richard Thomas and there was a kid and he was kind of autistic and it was really a good meaty role and I really wanted to get it. And I ended up the last two kids, it was me and the kid that got it. And they, they when they called my agent, the casting director had talked to my dad so many times. She called him at home and said, listen, it's not that he wasn't talented. It's not, it was anything but. He was just too cute looking. And we <laughs> didn't, they, they didn't, they didn't really want, they just kind of wanted an average looking kid to do the role. Okay, well, what are you going to do? I mean, here we are, you know, God knows how many decades later, you know, I was probably uh, <laughs> 11, you know, so we're talking 40 years ago. And I still remember it like it was yesterday. And, got a chance to actually finally meet Richard Thomas at an event. And I said, boy, do I got a story for you. (laughs) I told him, he's like, like, that was a great TV movie of the week. You know, that was, I said, yeah, no, it would have been great to have been in it. But it wasn't meant to be, you know, but people have asked me, you know, if you could swap one something for the other, you know, if there was another movie that came out at the time or whatever, would you swap? Like not a chance. There's no way I couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> you know, if we go if we go if we go chronologically, the toy acquired Gleason, Richard Donner, Ray Stark, Wilfred Heidenweiss, Ned Baby, forget it. I'm not giving it up. Oh, no yeah. way, no how. Oh yeah, no way. I yeah, I, yeah <laughs> absolutely. You know, then then I then I do Kid Co for twentieth Century Fox. I'm the star of the movie. I'm in ninety eight percent of it. And it was an incredible learning experience and I was really I, as they say, I was feeling it because I had done the toy and I was on planet nine and I just knew, just give me something and I'm going to run with it. So I do that. Okay, fine. I was always happy with it. And, you know, other than it didn't really get a release and all that kind of crap, but the body of work, I, I liked and enjoyed. Um, and then you go to Christmas story and yes, I have a small role. You know, I'm only in like six or seven minutes of the dance. You can really break it all down. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> But, but to do that and become an iconic figure, and I don't say that from an egotistical standpoint or anything like that. It just it is what it is. Yeah, no, you know? that's you have, you know, easily one of the, the more iconic scenes. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a statue. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, <laughs> the only other people that I know have a statue are, you know, Larry Bird and Michael <laughs> Jordan and Scott Schwartz. So, well, if you. If you go, if you go from non-sports people, just actors around the world, there's approximately thirty bronze statues of actors on the planet. Wow. There's Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Lucille Ball, Henry Winkler, Richard Pryor, Jackie Gleason, uh, and there's some others. And then there's me. How <laughs> <laughs> am I doing in this group? You know, when people say, "Oh, you know, I didn't get." the big thing and I didn't get the big fortune and the money. I go, okay, but I left something behind. I left I left a legacy behind that people can smile and laugh and enjoy. And you know, I can say Tom Hanks, Julia Roberts, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, you know, every major uh, De Niro, Pacino, go ahead. Marlon Brando, go ahead. Right. Oh yeah. I have a bond I have a bond with him don't <laughs> now, of course, now, now, again, 
life is this. That bronze statue in four hours go get me a cup of coffee and a donut, a donut. Okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's something that it affected people so much that they wanted to go out and raise sixty or seventy thousand dollars to build this thing and put this thing in, in the home of Gene Shepherd, you know, the writer from Christmas Story, yeah. and here it oh, is. Yeah. And I mean, it's you know, it will always be a, a head scratcher to me that <laughs> that had such an impact on people at the same time. It's an honor. I mean, you know, listen. Oh sure. I mean, how many people how many people go beyond their time? Right. You know. You got John Wayne and Elvis and, and Jane Dean and Marilyn Monroe and you know, but then you start going with Humphrey Bogart. You know, how many people really know Humphrey Bogart now? You know? Right. Yeah. Or did Wells or or Gary Cooper. You know, maybe they see him on TV on TMC, but that's it. You know, there's nothing that's really out there. You yeah. know. So to just become one of those is, you know, mind blowing. And of all movies <laughs> this is like one of my fun things. I tell I said, look, there's one movie ever made that the three stars of it have bronze statues in the world. It's the reason Fryer and me and we're all in the toys. Yeah, oh, that's wow. a, that's, a, that's what I was thinking. It's uh it's so refreshing to hear you talk just about I mean the your experiences in Hollywood and there's so many times we hear of like a you know a, a child star story and and I'm not saying your story didn't have any lows or anything but sometimes you you know it's always this kind of sad story but you seem so grateful for these experiences and I mean and there's no reason not to be they're right. they're amazing yeah just that's incredible. But it's it's. I know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat myself, and it's it's, it's Richard, it's Richard Fire. There's no question. He and I were sitting in his house one day, and it had to be you know 88, 89, and he was on top of the world. I mean, he was number one, blah blah whatever. And I said to him, I said, we go out, we go different places. You have no ego. He said, okay, well, give me the benefit. I said, well, it's not really a benefit. It's just a mindset. He goes, listen, if it ain't gonna help me, it ain't gonna help. Put food on my table, a roof over my head, my kids, my wife. If it ain't going to help any of that, it's a total waste of time and nonsense. Huh. Wow. There that's, you go. Yeah. There you go. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty Great perfect. advice from a legend, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know. Oh, he, was, he was my life coach. One of the things that I, you know, as I was. I was looking up. Spent. I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole with the uh, the whole statue and and whole, the whole process of of it being made. But you know what really stands out to me about it is you know, you pointed out you're in. I think you said six or seven minutes of that movie, and that movie has so many iconic scenes. But it's but it's that one scene. You know what I mean? That 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 makes that movie. You know, and and enough to immortalize you for for all of time. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the one scene, of course, but, you know, but it's an ensemble film. There's right. no, Ralphie is the star, but it's an ensemble because it's everybody. It's the mom and the dad and the friends and the bullies and the shields. And I mean, it's everybody. Oh, you know, Bob yeah. Clark was a master of putting this thing together. Yeah, absolutely. You I, know, yeah, I, I had a huge crush on the mom. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's mostly um, why I watched it. Right. Yeah. Oh, she seems like it. Yeah. Just, it was like, it was one of those movies that, I don't know, it always just came, you know, we just, you popped up and you watched it, but man, I always watched it for the mom. (laughs) 
That was just my thing. <laughs> um, I watched it for the Chinese restaurant, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Scott, yeah, having- for, for doing the show today, being a part of Theft Mart with us. Um, we do uh, We're done already? Keeping, yeah, we are. We're wrapping up the... Uh, keeping within the theme i mean we're not completely done we get to the the final question of the show right and, and that's oh boy we could i feel like we could go on forever though the uh, we, we we barely tap some of our questions on it right and and i would i would just like to throw this out here now in january uh scott we'd love to have you on when that when that book gets ready to, to go because uh absolutely i feel like there's you know I, how to find me yeah, because I feel like there's still a lot of wisdom that Richard can impart in us. Because I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm toying with your words and or his words, you know, relate through you. And uh, yeah, we just we'd love to hear more. Absolutely. You know, it's it, as I say it. It's the good, the great, the bad, the ugly. It's all in there. I'm I'm very old school. I don't mix words. I'm not PC. I say <laughs> it the way it is. If you don't like it, it's okay. You can have an opinion. We love that. That's great. That's exactly what we want on the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> well, keeping within the theme of the show, um, we do ask all of our guests the same question. And the question is, uh, have you and whatever you feel comfortable disclosing, because <laughs> we've had a couple times where we're not sure if they should have revealed the information <laughs> that they did. But the um, uh, we ask all of our guests, have you ever been a part of experienced or witnessed any sort of theft or retail theft in general? Uh. Well, yeah, you know, my dad had a has a memorabilia store. You know, we had people steal from us and stuff like that. And uh, so we actually we found I found an old photo from like the twenties or thirties of a lynching of a hang, not a lynching but a hang. Oh wow! And the guy's got a bag over his head and he's being hung. And I put a little sign next to it. This is what we do to shoplifters. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever, with the uh, memorabilia store, was it ever difficult, um, you know, like, uh, I'm assuming there were autographed items and things like that, The as far as, like, counterfeits that would come through or even stolen merchandise? Oh, sure. You know, I mean, actually, I know we don't have a lot of time left, but uh, I was in the shop one day, and, and, and three guys come in, and they're all pretty well-dressed, and they have a box of baseball cards. And the guy says, hey, we'd like to sell these. I said, okay, what do you got? He said, oh, we got some cards here. Okay, I looked in the box. And this is back in the early, mid-90s when the reprints were going around. Oh, yeah. And the forgeries were going around. And he had Nolan Ryan rookies and and uh, Frank Thomas Leaf fake rookies and um, and Pete Rose rookies. And they were all fake. They were all reprints. Oh, wow. And I said, listen, guys, I said, unfortunately, you know, these are all bad. You know, they're all fake. And he said, well, how do you know that? I kind of pointed out this and that. And he's like, oh, it's nice to talk to you. I'm so-and-so from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And we need an expert for a grand jury investigation. Would you please be our expert? Holy oh, cow. <laughs> so, no, so cool, I, actually had to be, I actually had to sit in front of a grand jury and explain baseball cards and explain what was the base <laughs> about them and what, whatever. And uh, so that was quite an interesting experience. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you ever have you ever chased anyone down out of the store? No. No. It doesn't it doesn't <laughs> get yeah, that crazy? That's, that's probably better. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> better probably way. better. Yeah. Your life is interesting enough without having to chase crazy people. 
That's a that's such an yeah, amazing yeah. thing that you could just throw on your resume. You know, oh, I, I consulted for the FBI. Yeah, I mean, you know, nowadays, you know, it's all about money, and people sure. want to make these money, and they do the wrong things. And you know, uh, you know, I mean, I've had people. It's actually funny because you know I sell in different places, be it eBay or other things and whatever. And I actually had somebody ask me if I, uh, if the Scotch Worth autograph I was selling was real. <laughs> wow <laughs> all right <laughs> you know you just you know but i mean i i don't generally tell people you know who i am that's sure they <laughs> start asking questions in time and they want free shit whatever right and oh, i'm yeah. like it comes with a certificate of authenticity i guarantee you it will pass psa or jsa or beckett or whomever it will pass authenticity if not i will more than return your money and uh, i can go fight with them later right and they're like oh okay <laughs> That's really, yeah, I, you know, so I, I still, um, I still collect baseball cards and I, uh, do so with a good friend of mine who's, uh, oh geez, I think he's like 78, 79. <laughs> and, uh, so we go to a couple of card shows every year and man, it just, it feels like every single year just gets a little bit more expensive, you know? Well, it's, you know, that this, that the dollar is not what it used to be. And sure. Of course, you know, you've got, you've got licensing and, you know, between Major League Baseball and then the NBA and the NHL and, you know, and, and, and the NFL, those licenses have become more expensive and they want a bigger chunk of the pie. Right. So if they raise their percentages and their fees on the back end, the customer's going to pay more. That's just how it goes. Yeah. You know, when oh, did yeah. we ever think that they, would, that they would come out with a box of cards that's a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars for one box of cards. I mean, right, that's yeah. insane. We used to <laughs> we used to go and you know packs were you know thirty cents, twenty five cents, thirty five cents. I miss those days. <laughs> have you had any yeah. just crazy items come through the shop that have you know anything autograph that you wouldn't expect would sell and then it sold or? I mean, you know, realistically, for what my dad's place was or still is. Uh, it's almost like they say the only game is out. So there were a lot of people that worked on sets, you know, so we had props from different movies from, you know, we got, uh, got one of the shirts that John Wayne wore in the searchers, you know, oh, wow. got that. Yeah. Um, a lot of paper memorabilia posters, 11 by 14 lobby cards, you know, and again, because you're out here, you know, near LA, you've got people who work in the industry and, Dad's got a box of posters on stuff that he worked on or he collected. Okay, sure. And they walk in and it's stuff <laughs> from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. You know, and, and you see some great stuff that's come in and through, you know. Just, uh, yeah, can I give you an example? You know, one guy walked in and he collected horror posters, you know. And, oh, and it was everything from the 50s. So it was STEM and it was, you know, tarantula. Oh, and all that, oh, wow. you know, you know, playing nine from outer space. And I mean, it was what, you know, a beach with 20,000 phantoms. And you're like, okay, you know, what do you want for the stuff? You know, uh, so we, you know, had the tons of everything over the years. You know, seen everything. So, That's awesome. You know, you know, we had, we had a Casablanca reissue and we've had Friday the Yankees and everything else in between, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Scott, you have lived quite the life, sir, and it's it's refreshing to talk to you and hear that you're so joyous about it and happy. The uh, uh, it's been a blast talking to you on this. Please come back anytime. 
Um, your book comes out, are you able to drop the title of the book? I mean, the title that I have right now is it's, the title of the book is Whatever Happens to Me. Okay, nice. Nice. Very good. Thank yeah, you for it's being. Like what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like from our conversation today, that's a very appropriate title. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, you do so much work and then you do a little bit more and then you can kind of sporadically get something here, there, and whatever, you know. And uh, most child stars don't make the jump to adult acting, most. Um, the younger girls that, that grow up in the business, they have a lot more chance to stay in the business because that sells. Women sell more than men. That's just right. how it goes. You know, there's very few Leonardo DiCaprio's, Ron Howard. You know, out there, oh, and yeah. there are, yeah. you know, the girls that have stayed with this. But you know what? I got no complaints about the whole thing. You no. Know, I had a blast, <laughs> and I still have a blast. And, you know, I'll leave you on this. Life is short. Have fun. Enjoy every single day because you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. Absolutely. I just have a blast with all of it. Oh yeah, those are, those are good <laughs> words, awesome. Scott. Thank you. And uh, we'll 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 touch base with you here again because um, I, I really want to. I think I think we need some some more uh, discussion because we didn't even get to yeah we, half we the still questions. Have a ton of questions, yeah, that we didn't even get through. So we'd love to have you back on, definitely to promote your book. Sounds great. Awesome. All right, have a good evening. Thank you, Scott. You got it, guys. Take care of yourself. You too. You too. Bye. 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 Well, that was uh, Scott Schwartz. Um, amazing, amazing life. Though. Yeah, I, you, you, I think you nailed it. I, it's really refreshing because when you think of Hollywood, and especially with child actors, I envision this like this terrible environment. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just, uh, it's and then, nice to know somebody was happy through <laughs> right. the experience. Yeah, like, and the dude was just like. You know, like I love the whole story about oh, I work the door at you know the, yeah. the comedy store and not and all not of not, that. not just, that like in, and that's the best part. Not that like you know, hey, I was I was in a Christmas story. I was you know on the toy with Richard Pryor. It was the dude was grinding and got to have a night that is huge. That, yeah, yeah, yeah be I can't even remembered I, forever. Yeah, right. I I'm just I gotta <laughs> now I gotta find tape of that. You know, I want to see what that would look like. That's so many people's top three comics. You know, I know. to just experience that and be on stage with them is amazing. And I love the story too about the the, the FBI saying, "Will you <laughs> consult right. for us?" Right. Yeah, like <laughs> like that just adds to the mystique that is Scott Schwartz. You know, the <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah, I just feel like what there's a fantastic, so much yeah. more. What a phenomenal uh, experience! And what's amazing to me is that it's um, you know that stuff's not in that's not on the internet world. No, you know? no, yeah. I felt like we were pretty well researched yeah. for this. Um, we didn't get as many questions out as we'd have liked to with Scott, but at the same time, like the you know hearing these stories, it's like where was this? Right. Why yeah. why didn't I hear about this before? So yeah, this is. That was that was amazing. That was fantastic hearing him talk about all that. And I I really just want to get him back on now. To, yeah. Because uh, there's so many questions now that I have from the stories that he told that I just couldn't find on that. Yeah. Well, definitely, uh, listeners, check out his book. Um, you know, look him up. Uh, this I think I hope 2020 is a big year for him, and yeah. uh, looking forward myself to reading the book. 
That's uh, that's all we have for Theft Mart today. If you could, please like, subscribe, share on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Theft Mart Podcast. We are on Facebook, at Theft Mart Podcast and Clips. Episodes and Clips, excuse me. We do have an email now. That is theftmart at gmail.com. Please write in uh, any questions that you have for the show, any stories that you'd like to share with the store. This, this, uh, excuse me, the show. Thank you, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Bye. Bye.